What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Brick House segment here at House Call Sports. I'm here with Malik, Nick, and Josh. My name is Matt, and today we are going to be talking about all things NBA, talking about the returns of some all-time greats, this MVP debate, which is the closest of all time, apparently, the Mavs, who are in serious danger of missing the play-in, and where we think phenom Victor Wembenyama fits best when he makes it to the NBA. But first, I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, and that is Fubo TV. Fubo TV is the world's only sport-focused live TV streaming service with top leagues and teams, plus popular shows, movies, and news for the entire household. There is no hidden fees. Go get a free trial. Browse available plans. I personally have used Fubo. You get tons of great sports channels and tons of channels in general. Watch tons of sports. You can watch baseball, basketball, football, anything you want to watch on Fubo TV. So hit that link in the description to go check that out and now we're going to talk about the two all-time greats that i mentioned before lebron james and kevin durant have returned from their injuries lebron is like magically back from a foot injury he was just one day he was just like a ways away from returning and then the next day he's back in the lineup against chicago playing 30 minutes because apparently he got treated by the lebron of feet that's a real quote from lebron himself so uh bizarre situation for lebron but he's back and then obviously a bizarre situation from KD too. He got that freak injury sustained in warmups before what we thought was going to be his home opener for OKC, but he has now returned. And, you know, these two players who were seemingly the two best players in the NBA for basically a decade are now returning to teams that have high hopes for runs in the playoffs and a wide open West race. The Suns are currently sitting fourth, pretty comfortable avoiding the play in as of now. Uh, there are a few games up on the, uh, on the seventh seed of the play in and the Lakers are the seventh seed in the plane and the highest they've been all year in the standings and the first time they've been above 500 all year they're 39 and 38 and they're trying to make it out of the play-in tournament and get into that sixth seed so both these teams are obviously fighting for playoff positioning out west but i'm gonna go to nick first on this one man whose return means more for a playoff run lebron or eight or, or kd i'm gonna have to say that lebron's return means is more uh, impactful right now just because the bottom the bottom of the West standings if you end up in that play-in tournament you never know what's going to happen and they need LeBron to get they need LeBron to you know do something in this in this next four to five game stretch to get him into that six seed the Suns right now are co- pretty pretty comfortable at that four seed um, and I think that you know KD is going to do great in the in the playoffs but the, the, the Lakers don't know who they're going to play or if they're going to play in the playoffs. So these these next games are huge, and LeBron's return it just makes that it makes it much more impactful. Yeah, I think I think you know anytime LeBron James comes back to a team too, it's like okay, now we gotta you know now we gotta go because he's obviously the driving force. Even though we were talking about it pre-show, Anthony Davis needs to continue playing how he's playing for the Lakers to win, but. It's got to be a lot of LeBron James if if you want to win a title. So Malik, I'm going to go to you, man. Same same question. Which of the, which of those guys do you think has it has more of an impact? And do you think either of these teams has a real shot to win a title this year? Um, I think the them had the biggest impact. I got agree with Nick here. I think LeBron James has the biggest impact because they're really playing for that playing spot. I think they're going to play the Mavericks. They're going to play the Mavericks in the playing. Mm-hmm. Have the um, Suns winning it all. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's I mean, listen, a lot of people picking them sons right now because, you know, KD comes back and, you know, they've actually looked really good on the defensive end as well. They've been mm-hmm. they've been yeah. surprisingly yeah. good on the defensive end. And, you know, obviously you're going to be fine on offense with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. But Josh, same right. thing to you, man. Which of these teams has more of a title shot and which of these returns has more of an impact, LeBron or KD? 
Um, I think all year um, you see you've seen the Suns are way more of a way more title contenders than than the Lakers. You you just said they're above five hundred, <laughs> a joke for the first time uh, this season. Um, but I'm gonna go a, a different route. I, I I like the way you guys uh, kind of brought that up. Like they need them for that last playoff push. But I'm gonna say uh, KD means more to the Suns in this return, um, only because like you know they've only played five games since they traded for him. Um, they've only played together in five games. They need to build that chemistry going into that first round with possibly the Clippers who, if they get Paul George back, that's a dangerous five seed right there. So mm-hmm. they need to build some chemistry uh, going into the playoffs right now. And man, five and zero oh, since K- when KD is in the lineup, the Suns depleted their roster getting, getting KD while at the trade deadline, the Lakers absolutely added depth to their roster. So um, they, so the Lakers didn't need LeBron as much as I'm thinking the Suns need KD. Um, KD has shot a true uh, shooting percentage of 60% from the field since joining the Suns. Devin Booker with KD on the floor has averaged 33, 4, and 7 superstar numbers. Um, Chris Paul can just be a floor general when KD is on the floor. Uh, he's averaging 10, 5, and 10, so he's dishing it out when KD's there. And the player that I'm actually most worried about gelling is DeAndre Ayton. I don't know if you guys saw KD got upset with Ayton for not hustling uh, two games ago against the the Nuggets, uh, getting the ball inbounds. Um, there, there already seems to be some tension tension there. Ayton needs to not just average, you know, 12 boards. He needs, he needs to be scoring too. Like he needs to be the guy that they drafted down low. Um, he's, he's not going to see any double action. He needs to be taking over those matchups. So a little worried about Deandre Ayton. He's more becoming an athletic big man, like Clint Capella in Houston, but at least Capella mm-hmm. gave you more uh, rim defense. Um, Capella's actually right. averaging twice as many blocks as Ayton down low. Um, the Suns are, like I said, better, better than the Lakers this year. Um, but LeBron is obviously vital in that title run. I think they both, they both have a title run in them. Um, you know, they, they smell blood in the water, uh, LeBron and KD and Curry, I guess, but LeBron and KD smell blood in the water with, you know, the nuggets on a losing streak, Memphis doing nothing in the playoffs so far. And the Kings, um, let's just say that since uh, they've birthed the baby and sent it to college since the last time they've been in the playoffs. So uh, you like that matchup if you're uh, LeBron KD or Curry. Yeah. Like you said, I think any of the, you know, if, 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 if and when, you know, LeBron KD and Curry get any of those top seeds, I think they, they like their chances. Obviously the nuggets are an unproven playoff team. Obviously Memphis is unproven playoff team with a lot of drama going on. And obviously Sacramento, like you said, hasn't been to the to the playoffs since I was in elementary school. So um, <laughs> this it's the first time that they're there. But I'm going to agree with uh, I'm going to agree with Nick and Malik here. I th- I honestly think it's LeBron. Listen, and I'm going to go from more of a, a a playoff perspective here. Like we're LeBron's one of the greatest playoff performers in the history of sports. And listen, I don't think he can carry a, a team to the finals anymore. But this team, he doesn't have to. Like kind of like uh, kind of like Josh was saying. This is one of the first teams that has actually been able to play 500 ball without him in the lineup. The first run in Cleveland, they couldn't. Miami, when he wasn't in the lineup, they were actually exactly 9-9. Nine and nine. They were 500 when, when LeBron wasn't in the lineup in Miami. 
the second stint in Cleveland, they obviously couldn't. And then the first couple iterations of this Lakers team, they couldn't survive without him either. And now with AD playing like a top 10 player, he is, and I said he is, D'Angelo Russell as a great third option, the supporting cast and the shooting they have now. LeBron can use his energy a little more wisely, and I think the Lakers, it's, it's going to be really big for them. And I'm not a huge believer in this Suns culture, honestly. I, I, I don't know if they can win a title this year. They've had so much turmoil in that organization. Plus, I'm going to knock on wood here, CP3 always gets hurt come postseason. And even when he's healthy, he comes up small pretty often in the playoffs. And the last time I saw Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton in the playoffs versus Dallas and in the 2021 finals, and even KD last year in the playoffs versus Boston, they all came up small. And I think the Lakers are just uh, uh, I think the Lakers are a better team, honestly, right now. They have more depth, more defense with LeBron healthy. They've got two two legitimate stars and D'Angelo Russell, who's kind of a borderline third star. And I feel sorry for whoever gets them in the first round. Kings, Nuggets, Grizz, you know, whoever whoever gets this team in the first round, this team is coming in hot. And that is not a that is not a good reward for 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 getting the number one or number two or number three seed in the West. Uh, getting LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the first round is is not a great reward. And we will transition to a couple of teams that are at the top of their respective divisions and their best players who are in a very, very tight MVP race. An MVP straw poll has Jokic and Embiid virtually tied for the MVP. There was, there was 700 and whatever total points available. Embiid had 790, the Jokic's 788 was the score of the straw poll. Jokic had more first place votes, but Embiid had more second place votes. And Giannis was taking some of the first and second place votes away to kind of lead Jokic to losing this poll a little bit. Um, and obviously Josh was on here hyping up the Embiid versus Jokic matchup that we never got to see because Embiid missed the game. And then Jokic has also sat out a couple of games versus the Pelicans and versus the Suns as well. So... I'm not going to start with Josh on this one, even though I know he wants to start. I'm going to start with Malik on this one, my friend. Is this the, first of all, all right. is this the closest MVP race ever? And who's going to win it? I think it's a pretty close one. I don't think ever. But I think it's a pretty close one. And I have Embiid with it all. I feel like Jokic, he's very limited on defense. And as an overall basketball player, I can play both ends. I have Embiid within it all. It's fair, man. It's it, definitely fair. He's uh, like you, like I've said on previous episodes, I think Embiid is the better player, but I think the topic of 2022-2023 MVP is a different topic than who's the better player. So, Josh, I'll go to you now, man, because I know now you're, Thank you're you. you know, you're ready. You're really ready to go. <laughs> is this the closest MVP race ever? And I'm going to ask an obvious question for, for you. Who is the MVP this season? Um, this is the closest MVP MVP race ever, ever since, you know, last year when Embiid should have won the award already. Um, he was uh, robbed just like the year Westbrook. Uh, they got into the way too many into the six seed Westbrook triple double sat stats over Harden that year. And then what about the year Wilt Chamberlain averaged 50 freaking points per game? Uh, and Bill, and they gave it to Bill Russell because he's already won championships. Uh, he averaged 26 rebounds, but 50 points and 25 rebounds per game. Come on now. That was ridiculous. Um, but yes, this is the closest race ever since then. Um, Jokic is not in the same Dion Malik. You said it right. Jokic is not in the same stratosphere as Embiid when we talk about protecting the rim. Um, Embiid, 33, 10, and 4 with almost two blocks per game and a steal per game. Jokic, 
and 9.9 with way less than a block per game. And no, Matt, I'm not going to round up because he's technically not averaging a triple-double this year. Oh, my gosh. No, no, he's not. Technically not. Technically not. No, sir. Um, No, I will not give him that round up. He doesn't deserve it. I thought Embiid was about to lose traction. Um, as you said, he he was uh, he didn't play in that Nuggets game against Jokic. He would have put up 40 and 20. Y'all know it. Um, but now Jokic has that calf injury, and he's given momentum back to the big man in Philly. Um, this is an extremely close race, but I just, just like the straw poll thinks, I think narrowly Embiid will take the award for MVP this year. That was just some bitter Sixers fan coming out right there. Goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You won't round up a 9.9 to a 10. Jesus. No, sir. No, Any- sir. No, no triple-double. Wow. Okay. You would you would not have done very well in elementary math then because you got to round up a point nine to a to a to a zero. That's what I, that's what happened. I didn't do well, so jokes on you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Nick. What do you think, man? Who's the MVP? Um. So when I look at this MVP, kind of just two completely different play styles. So Jokic seems more of a finesse. I'm gonna beat you with angles, passes, and use your momentum against you and beat is just pure, pure dominance. And when I think about being the MVP and who, who's going to win it, I, I feel like you should be a little bit fearful of that guy when you're stepping onto the court. And I just think a lot more people are feared to guard, to be, to guarding and bead. And that's why you're seeing double, double, triple teams, almost on every single possession. Uh, and beat is having to, just to just to go to work, and uh, I just think with with what he's done throughout the season, he's going to finally get his first MVP. And no discredit to to Nikola Jokic because what he's doing is amazing. I just think that Embiid is just on a pure pure dominant uh, dominance right now. Yeah, listen, uh, uh, I like I said before, I think Embiid is the better player. I'm starting my franchise with Embiid. I think you guys are conflating the, the 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 topic of most dominant in the the person you're most scared of for the player who is most valuable in this season and in my opinion that is Nikola Jokic still and again this is extremely close I'm not going to sit up here and be angry if Joel Embiid wins the MVP or even if Giannis won the MVP because I think Giannis is getting slept on but yes. it's and listen it's going to come down to these last five games and and so, you know how the how, have- the how the voters see it if if we could just get a clear definition on what MVP is on a year to year basis, it would make it such 100%. such an easier job for voters, fans, right. and everybody else. But it changes on such a regular basis, no doubt. That it's hard it's hard to say this is the clear cut, dominant or valuable or anything. Because when you look at the past, when you look at most valuable, LeBron James should have probably won fifteen <laughs> MVPs in a row. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. and if we, just, and if we, it's just hard. No, and I 100% agree with that statement. The MVP, the, the, the last year, Jokic was a sixth seed and he got the MVP. Like, why? Why are we giving it? I, I wouldn't have given it to him last year. I would have given it to one of those. It, for the most part, for most of NDA history, it goes to a, a, one of the guys who's on 
one of the best teams in basketball and putting up good numbers, right? The the one that Curry won in 14-15, he averaged 24 points a game, but he won the MVP because the Warriors were by far and away the number one seed in the West, right? So that's how a lot of the MVPs went for the history of time. But now all of a sudden, the last few years, for some reason, we're giving out different sorts of MVP awards. And I actually like that, that style of MVP award where it's the best player on one of the best teams in the league. And that's why I'm giving it to Jokic this year, because listen, like I said, it's going to come down in these last five games. And, you know, the, the, and, and, and before this, I think, you know, most of these MVPs kind of have the reason why this race is so close is because I think a lot of these races are normally decided with like 20 games left to go. And you, you kind of already know who the, who the MVP is going to be. And it's kind of barring injury uh, who it's going to be. And like I said, I think Giannis is getting slept on. I think this should be a legit three horse race, but I'm still going with Jokic. I'm not like Josh. I'm going to round up his numbers from the point nines. He's he's basically, I'll say, averaging 25, 10, and 12. Or, yeah, 25, <laughs> 10, and 12 on 63% shooting. And listen, in my opinion, his supporting he has less supporting cast and a worse coach than Embiid and has led his team to the same exact record. His team is a one seed. Embiid's team is a three seed. Plus, as of now, Jokic has played four more games than Embiid, even though he's missed the last two. And that might not seem like a lot. But that's 5% of the NBA season. So Jokic has had some value in 5% more games of the NBA season than Embiid has. And when the when the debate is this close, something like that has to matter. And also, the games which they have missed, the Nuggets are 3-7 and seven without Jokic. And the Sixers are 9-5 and five without Embiid. So the, 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 Jokic, the, the Nuggets went at a 30% clip, and the Sixers win two out of every three, basically, without Embiid. So I think that speaks to who, who holds more value to their teams and the supporting cast argument that I just brought up. And listen, I said, I, I've said it a thousand times. This ain't about who won the previous MVPs. I don't take that into account. Uh, this ain't about postseasons from the last couple of years. I hate that people factor that shit in, and I know that they do. But for me, this is the 2022-2023 NBA regular season MVP. Like I said, I would have voted for Embiid last year. And I'm open to the fact, and, and I've been open about that Embiid is a better player. But I am voting, I, if I had an NBA MVP vote, if for some reason they were watching this and said, man, this guy deserves an NBA MVP vote, I would vote for Nikola Jokic. And listen, that could change in the last five games. But right now, I would edge him very slightly over Joel Embiid. And I would edge Joel Embiid very slightly over over Giannis but this is extremely extremely close and it could go either way down the stretch and I just think that that Jokic has been a little bit more valuable to his team this year and 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 you know and and, and the Nuggets wouldn't be nearly as close to to, to being the one seed in the West without him and a, a side note uh Jokic did receive more first place votes so uh that that is in going his way yeah yeah, 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 the, yeah. Oh, yeah, and the straw pool he, he did. Yeah, so he, yeah, he received more first place, but Embiid killed him in the second place votes. That's yeah, the and then Giannis Giannis took away some of those votes as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Man, it's going to be so close. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm I, I want to see how these last five games turn out, and then it, it'll be super interesting to see how the voting turns out. Joel Embiid could easily get it because people are going to get tired of giving it to Jokic, you know, and 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 I. God knows if even if Jokic has a great year next year, there's no way these motherfuckers are giving him four MVPs in a row. There's no, no way. way that that happens. But uh, we will transition. We were just talking about uh, a team out West, and this team might end up playing the Nuggets out West in the first round series, and that's the Dallas Mavericks, man. This this play-in is, is, is getting crazy out West. The Mavericks are currently out of the play-in, and we've got a lot of stuff going on in this West play-in right now. So I'm not going to intro it too much. I'm just going to go to Josh. Right back to you, man. The obviously the Mavericks are out right now, but are the Mavericks the odd team out of the plan? Are they going to stay out, or are they going to make their way back in? 
You know, it's tough to say after, you know, watching them right now, but let's look at the bright side here because I do want the Mavericks in the playoffs. The, the NBA is far better for it. If Doncic and Kyrie are playing, maybe even the nuggets in the first round, they're better if they're, if we can watch them in the playoffs. So their remaining schedule, heat Hawks, Kings, Bulls, and Spurs. And I can see them winning four four out of that five right there. Very winnable games the coming up, especially <laughs> the against San Antonio. Um, you, you you don't want your Spurs to win, okay? We'll, we'll talk about that later. Doncic has 38-7 and seven with Kyrie compared to 33-8-8 eight and eight without him. What I'm getting at here, uh, let me go through Kyrie first. Kyrie, 25-6-5 and five with Doncic compared to 27 27- five and five without him. Okay. So there is a, there's, you know, there's a a narrative saying that Kyrie's ruining this team right now. Kyrie, uh, Doncic and Kyrie can't play well together, but if you look at their stats together, I don't think it's these two right now. I don't think it's these two. I think it's, um, they're, they fit perfectly fine. I think it's, you know, would Christian Wood continues to unfathom, unfathomably not get the minutes that he deserves. And then you can't rely on Josh Green and Tim Hardaway and Jaden Hardy to take you anywhere. Uh, Reggie Bullock, he's he should have been out of the league years ago. Like, I hate the guy. Um, there needs to be there needs to be some help. You know, Christian Wood needs to be playing like. You know, over 30 minutes a game. Come on now. I've been saying that. uh, What is going (laughs) on here? So, um, yeah, you can't rely on everyone else. But what I'm trying to say is Kyrie and Doncic, they play perfectly fine together. Their their stats haven't really been affected at all playing with each other. I I, I just can't. I can't. I I don't want a world where Doncic and Kyrie aren't in the playoffs this year. Yeah, I definitely want them in the playoffs too, and I think they're going to sneak in the play-in. But I mean, that's the that's the cost when you when you trade, you know, one of your best two-way wings and one of the best two-way wings in the league, as far as you know, being able to three and D wings, I should say, and Dorian Finney-Smith and and also Spencer Dinwiddie to go get a star. You know, that's that's the cost of that's the cost of business. You're not going to have as much role players. You're going to have that star, but you're not going to have as much support. And listen, I think Christian Wood would help, but uh, Wood would. Uh, I think Christian Wood would help, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to be the difference between the Mavericks, you know, potentially winning a series and or, or making the play. And I think I think it's going to come down to to, to Luka Doncic and, and Kyrie Irving being themselves. But Nick, what do you think, man? Are, are the are the are the Mavs going to be the odd team out? Or are they going to make this play in at least? I think that the Mavs will sneak in at the 10 seed. Um, I just don't think that the Thunder really, really care to be in the playoffs th- this year. They have so much. They got Chet coming back next year. They got a bunch of draft picks. Most likely, they would lose first round. Like, and I don't think I don't think it would be a close series. And I think that they, I think the Thunder front office knows that, so they're probably like looking at these last few games. Like, look, guys, let's just get a little bit better of a draft pick, save our guys healthy for next year. And I think that the Mavs will will slip in, but I just think that the coaching is is going to be the Mavs' downfall. There's there's just no fluidity with the coaching, and everything's getting pushed on to onto Kyrie because he's always the scapegoat. And uh, I I often do come to Kyrie's defense, but he he also just needs to like focus on like winning some games for the Mavs and and him and Luca shouldn't should there shouldn't be 
all this media talk of Luca being, you know, being pissed off, being disgruntled. Right. It's like, no, you guys should literally just focus in on the last four or five games, get into the playoffs. We shouldn't really be hearing anything outside the organization, but they're letting this all leak out. And uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised though if they do miss the playoffs just because of everything I just said. Yeah, I mean, what's I, they're they're going to be in the play-in, best case scenario too. So it's it's you know once you get in the play-in, especially as a nine or ten seed, you lose that first game and you're out. You know, so mm-hmm. and and you know you're you're, you're probably going to be playing a pretty solid team in that nine or ten seed. Either New Orleans, New Orleans, and uh, Minnesota come to mind. They've both been playing really really good basketball. So um, we're going to see down the stretch. It's going to be interesting. Malik, what do you think, man? Are the Mavericks going to somehow sneak in, or are they going to be out of this play-in? Oh, uh, I think the Mavericks are going to sneak in, and they're going to play the Lakers in the play-in. Then they'll eventually will lose. Lose to the Lakers. Yep. What makes you say that? Um, I feel like they don't have the right firepower to combat with the Lakers. As we said, with the two star players, with LeBron and AD, they were, with the complementary pieces like DeAndre Russell, Austin Reeves, all these mm-hmm. dudes, I don't think they have the right um, firepower to take on the Lakers. Yeah, I, I I agree with you, Malik. I think the you could certainly argue the two best players. You call them a wash, you know, LeBron and AD and Luca and Kyrie. That's a wash. Then you look at the rest of the roster. You got D'Angelo Russell, Vanderbilt, Austin Reeves. That's way better than like like Nick and Josh were talking about. Way better than the supporting cast of of Dallas. But yeah, I think I'm with you guys. I think the Mavs are going to make the play in either as the nine or the ten. They're going to have to win both playing games though to make the eight seed. And listen, I'm not. I, if uh, again, I'm not happy if I, you know that's my eight seed. If I'm Denver and, and Denver gets the one, but I think Denver would still win that series. I think Denver would beat them in six if it came down to it. Um, Dallas's final five games: Miami, Atlanta, Sacramento, Chicago, and the Spurs. So the only real gimme there, in theory, is the Spurs. But oh boy, would I love watch Kel- watching Keldon Johnson and Zach Collins lead the Spurs to an upset win over the Mavs, knocking them out of the playoffs, baby! I would love that. But I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, those other four teams are definitely beatable as well. But the way Dallas has been playing, I mean, anything they can, anything can happen. They just lost to Charlotte twice, so I don't, I don't think they can take anything as a gimme win. Um, but also those other, a couple of those other teams in the play-in mix, I like what I've seen from New Orleans uh, down the stretch. They've got the Clippers, Sacramento, Memphis, the Knicks, and Minnesota down the stretch. So they've got a pretty tough schedule. I think they might fall, uh, fall to the nine, and Dallas ends up to the ten. So I think it'll be New Orleans in 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 Dallas. And that uh, one of those playing games and then OKC, I think they're going to fall out. I mean, like you guys were talking about great story, but Phoenix, Golden State, Utah and Memphis to end the year. Uh, I think they're done. And I think the Lakers in Minnesota are safely in the playing at least. And I think the Lakers end up getting the sixth seed and Golden State actually ends up in the playing because I believe they'll end up with the same record and the Lakers get the tiebreaker based on head to head. So I think Golden State will be the seven and Minnesota will be the eight. And then listen, we potentially get a Sacramento and the Lakers first round matchup. And then we get that matchup that we've wanted, the 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 Grizzlies and the and the Warriors in the first round as well. And and life will be good for all of us NBA fans because God knows we need to see that matchup because that is gonna be some entertaining basketball right there for sure. But it's gonna be very interesting down the stretch to see who see who can get these last couple of playoff spots, these last couple of playing spots, because this is wild. There again, these teams are not separated by very much, and it's you know, there's five games left in the season. But I'm gonna transition. We are going to go to the Victor Wembenyama sweepstakes. I just mentioned a couple of teams that could be in the sweepstakes. Oh, those sweepstakes are upon us, ladies and gentlemen. As many of you know, 
He is considered the best prospect since LeBron. He's anywhere between 7'3 and 7'6. I've heard like so many different numbers for his height. I uh, I want to know how tall he actually is. It's kind of like KD. People say he's 6'10 or 7 foot or 7'1 or whatever. But so uh, I'm interested to see how tall he actually is. But he's got KD like skills, guard skills, handles, a three point shot, the ability to protect the rim as a shot blocker. And with this new lottery format, it means the three worst teams in the league have the same odds to get him. They all have a 14% chance. And those three worst teams right now are Detroit, number one, Houston, number two, and the San Antonio Spurs are number three. And Charlotte and Charlotte and Portland round out the top five as well, who have better than a 10% chance to get Wembenyama. So, Malik, I'm going to go to you, man. Who do you think gets Wembenyama? What lottery team do you want to see him on? And do you think he lives up to the hype? Um. I want him to see him on the Spurs because I feel like with Coach Popovich there, I think he'd do great there. The Spurs. Oh, God. I want to see him on the Spurs. You want to know something, Malik? What? You're goddamn right you want to see him on the Spurs. You are goddamn (laughs) right, Malik. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. Um, um, For his potential, we have to see how he do for his rookie year. Yes, he has the potential to do all this stuff. As we've seen, a lot of players have potential coming into NBA. Look at Ben Simmons. He was supposed to be the next LeBron James, and he fell off. So we just have to see. Yeah, yeah to, Ben Simmons fell off to say the least. Yeah, that is. If he fell, if like a, a regular fall is just like falling, you know, like you trip and you fall. Like he jumped off a cliff. He went to the very lowest ocean. Like he is at the very bottom of the of the San Andreas Fault. That's where. That's where uh, that's where Ben Simmons is at right now. But yeah, like you said, Malik, the 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 him him staying healthy, I think, is really important as well because you know, look, just right. looking at his frame, knock on wood again for Victor Wembanyama's health. But it, he looks like someone who could have some lower body uh, lower body issues just based on his frame. But mm-hmm. Josh, I'm going to go to you, man. Who do you think is going to be the 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 team that's going to fit fit Wemby best, or do you think he lives up to the expectations? Um. Man, I sure hope so. I sure hope he lives up to the expectations for the landscape of the NBA. I do mm-hmm. think he I do think he will. I, I, I like I think he can stay healthy enough. Uh kind of there there was a nice little side video showing his pregame warm-ups, and he's doing he's not doing lifting, he's not doing anything. He's doing a lot of mobility work. Mobility work, mobility work, mobility work. He's staying fresh. He's um you know, keeping, keeping joints healthy that a lot at a lot of NBA players at his age are not even worried about. Like his diet is amazing. He's very healthy. Uh, his, his diet, his, the work that he puts in before the game is very, very promising for, uh, to me so far. But the team that I actually really want to see him on is I think the team that has lost enough to deserve it. The Detroit Pistons, we need some more excitement in the Motor City right now, you know, remember those 04 uh, Pistons beating uh, beating the yeah. Lakers and, you know, it was an absolutely amazing, like as a kid, I loved Big Shot Chauncey and, and Rip Hamilton, you know, and, uh, you know, Ben Wallace, uh, Sheed, whenever he did play, when he didn't get enough, when he didn't get all those technicals, you know, <laughs> he, it was, it was a tough, you know, they bring toughness to uh, a smaller market team. And then, you know, the Pistons back in the eighties, like everybody loved the bad boy Pistons as well. I want to bring, I want to bring some of that 
uh, back to Detroit, like Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran. Uh, they've taken mm-hmm. a chance on Marvin, given Marvin Bagley, who hasn't been doing too bad uh, since he's been in Detroit. Um, James Wiseman is getting another chance too. When Benyama with that young core, man, I, I, I'd love to see them rise from worse to, you know, in three, four years, uh, playoff contenders. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I think, I think. listen, it'll depend on how good, obviously, you know, Wembenyama is coming in right away. But, you know, with, with like you said, with the growth of a Jaden Ivey, with the growth of a Cade Cunningham, with a Wiseman and a, and a Jalen Duren as some, as some other, you know, young bigs, that's a great young core that could grow quick. And I think maybe, it, depending on how good Wembenyama is and if Cade Cunningham can come back healthy, maybe you sneak into that play-in race next year if, 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 yeah. if that ha- happens. So, yeah, I would like that. Detroit, Detroit is a great basketball city. Detroit is a really good sports city. In general, they, they haven't had a lot of success with a lot of their teams. I'm looking at you, Tigers and Lions. Um, <laughs> but they're a really good sports city. Like, I, I, I'll, the, especially when, like you said, when Detroit uh, Detroit was making those runs in the mid-2000s, the Detroit basketball. So it's like one, cool. of my, one, of, one of my favorite things in, in the NBA. So, yeah, I would love to see him go to the Pistons. But, Nick, I'll go to you, man. Who do you who do you want to see Wembenyama on, and do you think he lives up to the hype? So I'm 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 still not a hundred percent sold on him just because of on his with his frame. Uh, I actually think with the guy with the team with the number two pick is gonna gonna hit hit a home run with a uh, with Scoot Henderson. Scoot, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, the team that I would love to see him on is I think they have the fourth best chances to get him right now, and that would be the the Charlotte Hornets. Just because I would love to see Lamelo Ball with Victor Wembanyama. And I think that they would just be, it, it would kind of bring back some like showtime to the NBA with those two, with those two going at it, and all that they would have to add, if they if if Victor did live up to the hype, what wing player is not going to go want to play with Victor Wimbuama and Lamelo Ball? No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, the the like you said, so three and D guys are gonna want to go to those guys because Lamelo's gonna get you open shots because he's such a good playmaker. Wembenyama is gonna draw so much attention. They're gonna double Wembenyama, kick it out to you shooters. So yeah, I like that pick. And also, Michael Jordan will be so pissed if he sells the Hornets and then they get Wembenyama, and like when he knows he probably could have sold them for way more with with Lamelo and Wembenyama on the same team, but. Listen, I, I know what you guys think I'm going to say, okay? And you guys think I'm going to be predictable and go with the Spurs. But my my real answer might surprise you guys. And I'm going to go with the Portland Trib. Psych, April Fools. It's the Spurs. Are you dumb? You put the best prospects <laughs> since LeBron with the best coach ever. We will decide when we stop winning rings. I'm thinking maybe 2040. I'm thinking maybe 2040. I'm thinking we waltz to the next 17 finals and take our rings to go and then hit the club afterwards. You got a lot of young players who will develop together. Keldon Johnson, Devin Fassell, Trey Jones, Jeremy Sohan, Blake Wesley, Malachi Branham, and some of you casuals may be asking, oh, who are those guys? Those guys are no names. Oh, you about to find out, buddy. Oh, you about to find out, buddy, because they are all dogs, age 23 and younger, and they about to be 17-time Pete, 17 Pete NBA champions. Popovich with an all-time great big. You want to know what happened last time? Five and one in the NBA Finals. Round two, baby. Spurs are the obvious choice. You all are wrong. You all are wrong. So it, instead, they ain't hitting the clubs after, okay? They hitting the food trucks. Have you seen the people in San Antonio? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, they hitting the food. Charles Barkley. Yes, sir. They hitting the food trucks over there. That's so funny. <laughs> we we, we got we to show the big girls some love, man. You already know. San Antonio, baby. That's what we do. 
<laughs> but for real, I, I, I obviously I want, I want to see him on the Spurs. But uh, another team that I would like to see him on is Portland, so Dame can get a shred of of, of help and in for and a little bit of luck for him because he has not had some good luck with getting some good players out there in Portland. So I think with a they've they've already got a decent kind of role player cast in Portland. I think if they get that that second star in Wembenyama, uh, that would be huge for Portland then obviously we get to see Dame not leave Portland and have to go somewhere to, to to get a ring and we get to see Dame in the playoffs more so that would be great but the Spurs is the obvious choice anyone who doesn't think me and Malik are on the same page obviously the Spurs there's no doubt about it there's no other possible option that would work it's the Spurs okay but without further ado it's the moment you've all been waiting for ladies and gentlemen We've given out two of these awards, and the first two awards have gone out to probably the two perfect candidates for this award that you could possibly choose. And no, it's not the Splash Brothers, Stephen Clay, but the Trash Brothers, Draymond Green and Dylan Brooks. And this award that is for the whiners and the complainers, for the dudes who kick people in the nuts and assault cameraman. This is the NBA Soft Ass Player of the Week Award presented by Pillow Fight. And if you want the softest, most high-quality pillows, mattresses, bedding, go to PillowFight.co, where their goal is creating a for-purpose bedding brand, premium manufacturing brand, sustainably sourced products right here in the good old U.S. of A. And it's for a good cause. There's uh, corporate proceeds go to various civil right initiatives. So go to our bio and click the PillowFight.co link and get your high-quality bedding today. And this week, Nick, the honor is yours, my friend. Who gets the third ever NBA soft ass player of the week? So we talked a, a little about a little bit about him earlier in the episode. He he's gone to a few different teams. I often, you know, come to his defense, but as of lately, he's been whining Ooh. a lot. He's been focused more on the fans than the game. Ooh. He he's kicked out two players or two fans in the last week. And so the soft ass player of the week goes to Kyrie Irving of the Dallas oh, Mavericks. Kyrie, you oh. win, Kyrie. Good job. And his his uh, his his mentor, you know, Kobe Bryant, would tell him, "Have that Mamba mentality, and don't even focus on the outside noise." And yet he just gives in and caves in and. That's why the Mavs are the 11 seed right now. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Listen, you're when you when you decide you want to become a professional athlete, you put yourself in the in the internet sphere of you're going to get some internet hate, and you obviously put yourself in that sphere of when you get to the when you get on the court, you're going to receive some hate when you get on the court. Whether it's you know you know you're obviously you're going to see some love too, but you got to be able to deal with all that. And I actually saw it was a MLB player MLB uh, Anthony Rendon from the Angels. He like damn near physically assaulted a fan uh, the other day because a fan called him a bitch. So it's like, listen, you're going to get called names when you're, when you're, when you're playing basketball, it's going to happen. And you know, it's, we, we, you, you gotta be able to compartmentalize your, uh, your, you know, the, the, the stuff that the fans got going on. So Josh, what do you think about Kyrie as the third ever NBA soft ass player of the week presented by pillow fight? No. Yeah. Uh, up until this week, I would have argued it, but yeah. Um, him going into, uh, a post-game conference and saying that, you know, the Mavericks are a clusterfuck right now and, you know, kind of leaking out the distress within the organization as Nick was talking to earlier. Uh, he's just feeding, you know, throw him wood to the flames right now. Um, I, uh, the two fans that he's kicked out, um, just focus, like just focus on 
getting in that play in man, like, especially if they finish outside of the playoffs, um, he will definitely be a certified soft ass player of the week. Great call, Nick. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, especially, especially like we talked about, bro, you're, you're more worried about the fans than you are beating Charlotte dog. Like you got to be able to beat the Hornets. If, if you can right. beat the Hornets, maybe then you can kick some fans out. But if you can't beat the Hornets, you should probably worry about the, the Charlotte Hornets. Malik, man, right. I'm going to go to you. What do you, what do you think about uh, Kyrie Irving receiving the third ever soft ass player of the week? I agree with you guys. I think he had the right to get that because he what he's been doing not okay. He should be focused on the basketball. But I have a strong I agree. For soft, but I have a strong take for soft ass player of the year. It's Dylan Brooks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's go back to Dylan. <laughs> yeah, we are with you. We are I think, with you. I we, think everybody would agree on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like LeBron in his prime. You know, you could have given him the MVP every single year. Like Dylan Brooks, we could give you the soft ass player of the week every single week if we yeah, wanted yeah. to. But we're gonna switch it up sometimes. But listen, I have no problem going back to Dylan Brooks as the soft ass player of the week. I will go back. I, I I have no problem doubling down. So Dylan Brooks again. If you uh, like, we said last week. If you want, if you want to get the soft ass player of the week memo off of your off of your head, you're gonna to have to drop some bread on us. All right, you're gonna to have to drop some bread on us, and then it'll be badass player of the week. But until then, we're gonna be giving you a lot of soft ass players of the week. But with that, that is gonna come the bring our episode to the conclusion. We appreciate all you guys for watching the Brick House. Thank you guys for all the support. Again, shout out to all of our affiliates. The first one I'm gonna mention is Liquid IV. Go get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use your code at the checkout. That's 25% off anything you order and use the promo code the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at liquidiv.com. Watermelon Liquid IV is my personal go-to. I do a lot of exercise and I have an outdoor job here on Maui where it's super humid. The sun is always out burning my white ass and I get three times the electrolyte electrolytes that I need with liquid IV and great taste, way better than water. So use the promo code and hit the link in the, in the description to go get some. We are also sponsored by StubHub. No matter the event, StubHub has tickets for you. StubHub Sports, concert and theater tickets as low as $6. NBA playoffs, NBA play-in, clutch last five games down the stretch, deciding who's going to be in the play-in and playoffs. So if you want tickets to any of those events, any of your favorite teams, hit the link in the description. Tickets at StubHub. Sportmemorabilia.com is also an affiliate of the House Call Podcast. Sportmemorabilia.com is a one-stop shop to get all your authentic sporting merchandise. I got a couple of jerseys from there, some hats, a little pullover long sleeve that's really nice. Lots of awesome stuff there. I've shopped there a lot. There's a lot of great stuff there. So go hit the link in the description to get all your merchandise at sportmemorabilia.com. We are also sponsored by Fubo TV. Like I said before, the world's only sport-focused live TV streaming service with top leagues and teams, popular shows, movies, news for the entire household. No hidden fees. Go get a free trial. Fubo's awesome. Tons of great channels for sports. Go watch all the sports you can on Fubo TV. Hit the link in the description to go check that out. And then we're also sponsored by Coffee Bros. If you're a bro who's up real early like I am right now and need a coffee need a coffee company that's not only going to provide you with everything from award-winning roasts to the necessary equipment, your espresso machines, your grinders, your filters, to your recipes, as well as a coffee-to-water ratio calculator. That sounds pretty dope. Go to Coffee Bros website, whose link is in our description, to get everything that you need that is coffee related go get coffee bros bro and again we are also sponsored by pillow fight if you want the softest most high quality mattresses pillows bedding go to pillowfight.co there are their link is in our description go get your high quality bedding today and don't forget to like 
comment, and subscribe. We appreciate all your feedback. Tell us who's your soft-ass player of the week. Tell us who you think the MVP is. Give us all your feedback on everything in the comments. We appreciate everything. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms as well, at The House Call Sports. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, Twitter. We got our merch and go meet the crew as well as blogs up. All of that is on our website, www.thehousecall.com. And that's going to be it for us. Peace. With you on this one first, man. Who you got with the AL Cy Young? If you guys watched the last episode, I was pretty down on the White Sox. I did.